Monday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. And that's Flex. And today was Suns Media Day, which means the season is officially here. Things have tipped off. And soon enough, we'll be watching Suns basketball again. Are you guys so excited? I'm very excited. I am. I'm ready to get going. <laughs> I, again, I, I just don't. I don't give a shit about any of this. I want to see them on the court and I'm ready to see it now. Well, I'm glad you kicked <laughs> off our media day yeah. takeaways with, I don't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> well, you That's know, not true. I, you know, you like, do too. No, no, no. I like, it was fun to listen to them. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just like <laughs> enough talk. We've, yeah. we've talked all summer long. Mm. I'm ready to see some action. Yes. Time, time, for However, some time for some action. No. Okay. <laughs> I know you were li- excited to hear some of them talk because you've decided you're a big fan of Yusuf Nurkic. Yes. You've decided that Grayson Allen is All higher up on your your on Grayson. Pole. So don't even lie. Like you didn't have some fun today. Ironically enough. They, I, and they're all new players and we're getting to know them all for the first time. Ironically Dude. enough, I got up and walked off when... Oh man, we're not doing that. Shemezi Metu, man. <laughs> I didn't no. even mean to. I, I it could just not. happened. You can't make it up. <laughs> Terrible. I looked at Saul and I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> I didn't know. Shemezi was great too. Oh, oh no, he was. He, he, had, was. he, had, some, he had some great answers. I, I, I got a question for Big you, man. Big fan. Yeah. Are you ready to put Grayson into your uh, sweet baby? No. Oh, man. Um, listen, yet? we are going to get to this later in the show. Okay. Grayson did have a very good answer, and I will give him yeah. credit for the way that he answered the question around his reputation. Mm-hmm. But I think you still can't. Even if, if that yeah, reputation sure. came for it came for a reason, which disqualifies you immediately okay. from sweet baby angel. Okay. Wait, 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 it just wait, does. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about <laughs> Lindsay's sweet baby angel, but Chelsea... Chelsea. Chelsea embraces the grace. I mean, I don't know about Sweet that. baby Maybe. devil. <laughs> yep, yep. Maybe. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, first and foremost, this year's uh, media day definitely did not feel like a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was in good spirits. Everyone shared some interesting stuff. We're going to talk about them throughout the show today. Um, first and foremost, though, we are going to address the fact that this is the first time that we heard from anybody on the DeAndre Ayton trade, because even when the Sun sent out a press release making it official, there was no um, note from James Jones. There was no note from Matt Ishbia. There was no note from Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. which I understand that Ishbia and Vogel were a little bit newer to DA, but typically we do see something within these press releases. I thank them for their contributions. We wish <laughs> them the best, but there was not any of that. So this is the very first time we got to hear anything about the trade and we will start off with that here's what matt ishbia and james jones had to say about the deandre Ayton trade yeah no so uh you know deandre Ayton's a great player we love we love to have him on the team he's a great part of our organization i think he's going to do great in portland i really think he'll put up some great numbers and really impress a lot of people which is exciting for us and i wish him nothing but the best he's a great person and great guy but for our team you know Nurkic was a better fit for us and we're trying to win a championship now and what uh, Nurkic can do on the court and what he'll do off the court and fit into our organization um, he's a better fit for us and that was the decision we made um, when we had the opportunity to make that decision and then on top of that to get Grayson Allen and and Nasir Little and get get a group of guys that will make us a better team our team got better that day um, and without question you know and so we're really excited about that and once again Nurkic might not put up the numbers 
that uh, DeAndre will put up, which is perfectly fine. We want everyone to play their role. Just like I got to be the best owner I can be. Everyone's got to be their, their role. We're building around three superstars, Kevin, Devin, and Brad. And Nurkic is a great fit along with Grayson. And, and the, like I said, a group, group of people and that we have a lot of depth and just a great all-around team. So um, we wish DeAndre nothing but the best. He was a great part of the organization and he'll do great things in Portland. But for us, Nurkic is a better fit. Uh, and we're and it wasn't uh, my decision or one person. It was a unanimous decision that we think this is the right thing for our team. It's going to be great for us. You know, his, his skill set complements our best guys. And, and more importantly, he's, he's ready to win. Um, he's, he's, he was be, he's been in a situation the last few years where I, I, they're just playing to try to get to where we are. Um, but we're playing to win championships. And if you get a really good player who's motivated and you give them an opportunity to win a title, you usually see the best versions of those players. And so I know we talk about Nurk, but we also got Nasir. Uh, we targeted Grayson um, as someone who could help us, uh, Keon. Uh, all those guys collectively, they make us a better team. And so we make decisions that we know will make us better. And uh, when we see those opportunities, we go and attack it. So it seems like in their mind, I mean, we did get the classic. We wish him the best. Hopefully he's happy in his situation. But um, no surprise here. It seems like in their minds, Nurk was just a better fit for what they felt this team needed moving forward. That's it, what they say. Isn't that what we've been saying, though? Yeah. I mean, that's what they said. That's what, that's why they're they're all on board with this. I mean, you don't make this move unless you feel like it's without a doubt going to make you better. Mm -hmm. And from all accounts... This is what the Suns think is going to make them better. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hard for me not to disagree based on DeAndre Aiden's track record. And, really, it's not just about Nurk versus DA. It's also the other two pieces that you got, which I feel like are very, very good pieces after looking at this a little bit more and more, especially Grayson Allen. Yeah, I mean, it. it I don't think anyone I, – I did see James Jones throw a little bit of shade on the uh, the Suns interview that they did separately from Media Day where he was talking about, um, you know, Nurkic not complaining about his role and embracing it or whatever. That but was Tom Chambers. Was that Tom Chambers? That was Tom Chambers. I thought that was that, James that Jones was in, that said that. During, that's what I thought too, but then when I reread re -read it, it was Tom Chambers that said that 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 quote about. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then in that, in that I case, mean, if nobody. James Jones had said that. That was a little bit aggressive. That would have <laughs> been was aggressive. That was a lot of shade, yeah. not a little shade. Yeah. Right. So nobody on the Suns then publicly was throwing shade today, which was nice. Yeah. I, I think everyone agreed that it was. They agreed with what we had all been saying all summer was that like a fresh start would yeah. be beneficial for both sides. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Nurkic is able to live up to this fit. But everything that he had to say and. Ishbia and James Jones had to say about him in this system was encouraging. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been talking about. It's more about fit, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about the player. We all know DA is a better player, mm -hmm. but Nurk is a better fit. And it was nice to see them kind of reiterate that stance. And I, I just felt like Nurk said a couple things that was, you know, interesting about his role and, and how he can come in and do the little things and be willing to do the little things. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to bash DA, man. But you know, it does feel like we needed an adult in the room at some point at that position, mm -hmm. and it feels like we got one in Nurk. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish DA the best. Okay, can I clear this up real quick? <clears throat> um, because I know that we all kind of thought that we read the same thing, but it was all in passing, and then I'm seeing it in the chat too. Um, it's from Mike V Hill on Twitter because mm -hmm. he was watching what the sons were doing on Arizona's family. Mm. Just real quick, because I don't want this to become like a rumor and it's not the truth. Mm. Um, Mike said, James Jones described Nurkic's role in detail with Tom Leander and Tom Chambers then said, quote, 
But more importantly, he doesn't complain and he embraces it. So it was Tom Chambers who said it, you guys. I don't want right. that to be like a thing. Mm. Um, just so just to double check, because I don't want to throw okay. James Jones under the bus like no. that for something yeah. he did not say. And we weren't able to see that stream <clears throat> because we were there. So, right. you know, it's kind of hard to. Also, Tom Chambers was super loud today. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah. guy. Tom. Oh, Bring it down a little bit, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was just pulling that up, so I wasn't really listening to you guys because I just wanted to make sure that we cleared the air on that one just because I had seen it in the chat. Uh, but anyway, I just, I, I think at the end of the day, we all can agree that we just felt like it was, it was a good parting of the ways mm -hmm. for both entities. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't DA wanted out. The sons wanted to get away from them. They both got what they wanted and we move on. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we're hearing in the chat too. A lot of you guys had mentioned off the top. Listen, we all just got back like 20 minutes ago from media day. So we haven't been able to look at some of the other things. Um, but a lot of you in the chat are mentioning that DA, it appears anyway, um, that within his conversations at Media Day, that it reading context clues, that he privately maybe requested a trade away from the Suns as well. And then the Suns and James Jones were like, OK, we'll make this happen and we'll just call it a day. Either which way, again, like you're saying, Saul, I don't think it really matters No, because it it's doesn't. done and over with. DA is in Portland. Yusuf Nurkic is here with the Suns, and we're all going to move on, and things will play out the way they play out. You, you know why I think it matters? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to the people. Mm -hmm. Because all, all we heard was how dare the Suns trade DeAndre and How dare they get rid of DA? Oh, my God, we need DA. Mm -hmm. This was a stupid move. We got, we got worse. But now with that, with those clues— and now you find sight, you know, find out hindsight being 2020. If DeAndre Ayton did indeed request a trade, mm -hmm. how does that change that narrative? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it matters because if he didn't want to be here, I'm I'm glad he's not here. I'm I'm a damn Phoenix Suns fan. And if you don't want to play for the Suns, deuces. That's yeah. kind of how I'm with well, it. Well, you know, I, I also feel like that it, listen, I just feel like DA's immaturity is really what got the best of him ultimately here. Um, because I think there is something to DA about you have to understand your role. And and even I fought against that because I felt like he should be a bigger part of the offense. But at some point, at some point, you got to you got to realize what you really are. And I don't think DeAndre Ayton has reached that point yet because he feels like he can do a lot more. And he probably will in Portland. And like, listen, guys, there's a very, a very big reality that DeAndre Ayton might average 25 and 13 in, in Portland or 27 and 13. Sorry, that was the brisket coming back up. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, like that doesn't mean that, it, that it's a better fit or that's going to that's something that we're missing out on. Like he, he's going to do that probably. And, and we're OK with that because the fit for what we're trying to do is, is better than what we were going to get with D.A. And that's fine. Right. I think everybody needs to accept that and move on. Um, even even DA fans, like, this is a good thing for DA. Let him go to Portland. Let him succeed in Portland. Like, you can still root for your guy. It's just not going to be here in a Suns but jersey. It, but you a DA guy or you a damn Suns guy? Like, that's what throws me off with this. Are you a Suns fan or you a DA fan? Like, Well, it's the same argument with Mikhail then. Every, people, a lot of people love Mikhail, no. but like you can't, it, it, some people can't separate the two. So I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, listen, I'm not one of those guys. Like when, if you're not on my team, then I, I you know, like 
Do I hope Mikhail succeeds? Do I hope DA succeeds? Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. But I'm not going to be like rooting for them like on a day-to-day basis. That's just not me. Yeah. Other people feel differently and that's fine. Like that's that's their prerogative. DeAndre Ayton's probably going to succeed in in Portland, but it def- it definitely matters what your definition of success looks like. Yeah. If he's averaging 27 and 13 and they're one of the worst teams in the league, is that really success? I don't think so. It's empty stats, like yeah. they say with Book, right? And and you mentioned something on the show the other day about him going to Portland and it not being as smooth as he may think. Like Scoot Henderson wants to get paid. Mm-hmm. Anthony Simon wants to be the the guy. Shaden Sharp is coming. Is there a, a situation where DA gets there and you got three guys saying, hey, man, you got your bag. We getting ours. Yeah. So you may not get the touches and the looks that you think. So... It's, it's going to well, play out the way it's going to play out. Chauncey Billups just said that today. Hmm. He really? literally said, like, you know, he he's he's not going to be like our Joel Embiid or anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, he's probably going to do better than he did in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So you're already laying the foundation for like, hey, I know everybody thinks we're just going to feed big guy the ball 40 times, but that's not going to happen here either. There we go. Right. And I, I think he'll go to Portland. I think he'll get more touches and more opportunities there because the expectations are lower. And as much as some of these other guards are coming up and going to probably be the face of that franchise in Scoot's case. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's still a rookie. They're still young. And he's a guy that has more experience, especially playoff experience, than a lot of these guys. So I think he can't help them in that way. I think they can help him by giving him more opportunities. But you're right. Like, I don't expect him to go out there and put up 27 and 13. Right. And even if he does, I would kind of expect it to be on a bad team in the Western Conference. So I, I think this is... This is good for DeAndre Ayton because he can get some of these opportunities that a lot of people in Phoenix wanted to see him get in terms of like trying different things on offense and, you know, being able to fail because this team has been a title contender for pretty much every year except for his first season. Um, So he didn't really have those opportunities that young players get, number one picks get to get the ball, to make mistakes, to grow from those. Um, so I hope he gets those in Portland. It would change the narrative for me a little bit if it turns out that he did request a trade like, you know, however many weeks before training camp yeah. starts. Um, because that would be that would be kind of unfortunate to, yeah. to for him to be on a team with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal and not want to be a part of that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm still waiting to find that direct quote in that video to yeah. see. So... That's what I'm confused about because (laughs) now everyone's saying, no, I watched the thing and it said, James Jones said, said, Nurk will do his job, not complain and embrace it. Mm. So I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Another thing about the Portland thing is we, we, we consistently talk about Scoot and Anthony Simons and Shane Sharp. And neither one of those guys are going to be the top dog over there. It's going to be Jeremy Grant. Mm. Like he just got a super big deal this summer. No, it's going to be Scoot. You think? Scoot for life. As a rook? <laughs> Scoot for life. <laughs> yeah, that deal crazy. I love crazy. Scoot, though. I do. I love Scoot's a dog. So we got a super chat from Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Trevor. Appreciate you sending us super chat. Said, DA was cringe when he said he brings dominance. Um, I'm yeah. not going to go down that path. <laughs> um, Musab, we apparently missed a super yeah, chat from him I on do Friday. Uh, they asked if DA gets a tribute video, which he ultimately did. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. on I social, think, you mean th- in the arena? I think he's talking about maybe the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he'll get a yes. he'll get a tribute video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, hopefully, they don't do it in the preseason because that's like shade, shade, shade. No, they I would hope they should not. do it in the regular. If he season. requested a trade, like we like we're thinking, <laughs> they would still do it. 
if he requested, they would still do they it. They would still do it, but it would be because the it's bad. It'll be listen. They're gonna boo Da in Phoenix if he requested a it's trade. It's like it's like you know, it's like breaking <laughs> up with your girlfriend that you, but your girlfriend says, "Hey, I, I think I want to see other people," and you're like, "Oh no, that's too bad." <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. Also, Am I wrong? Who have you done that yeah. to? <laughs> you sounded like you did felt, that before, bro. I felt highly personal. I think I've gotten I divorced twice before for a reason. <laughs> There's definitely Damn. going to be a tribute video, and there are definitely going to be mixed reactions in the arena. Some people will cheer. Some people will boo. I think. I don't think people will boo. I think they'll politely clap, and it won't oh, be. It won't be the rousing ovation that probably Mikhail and Cam Johnson will get. No, but I don't. I don't think people will boo. That would be. It would be uncalled for. Even if he did people request a trade, people were booing yeah. during games you, here man, for him. You I, underestimate. I, I think people were not booing boo. him. They were uh, like deflated when he would <laughs> catch a ball rolling to the rim and I miss disagree. a layup. I don't think people are going to boo. Um, CP gets an ovation. Yes. Yeah, right. He yeah. should. Also, Allie in the chat brought up something that we all noticed last night as well. Mm. DA unfollowed Book on Instagram. Yikes. And KD. Ouch. And which, a lot of people. Which runs contrary to what Book said about him shaking his hand right. after the trade and him so being here's, excited. Here's what Book said about the whole situation. Perfect. Because, you know, not only those guys, even before that, Mikel and Cam, everybody that was a part of you know, historic part of this franchise. You know, trades are the hardest part of this business, you know, because I know me personally, I'm so invested, but, you know, just understanding that, you know, people might be in a better situation. Um, I seen DeAndre get to Portland. He had a big smile on his face. And, you know, even when we shook hands before he walked out after the trade, like, you know, you could tell his energy was, you know, a new opportunity, new momentum. So. That's all you can ask is that they're in a better situation and they continue to flourish and, and get better. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, the hardest part of the business is that. But you know, those guys have done things for this, done things for this organization, and you know that you will never be forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he hit the nail on the head. He's a guy that his roster is now completely different than it was just two years ago, let alone when they were cycling through G league players like five years ago. So, um, trades are a hard part of the business. I don't think on books end, it was anything personal. I I'm sure DA probably feels some type of way about the fact that this happened because if it did, there's no way it would have happened without book and KD clearing it. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Listen, I think at the end of the day, what this tells you is that Devin Booker is, is a pro mm -hmm. and he knew how to handle this situation he didn't get up all in his fields now to be fair book is the number one on quite possibly the best team in the nba it's nice to be the top dog <laughs> so it's a little easier to yes. <laughs> to be on the perch and looking down at everybody else right as opposed to fighting your way up the hill uh, but uh also deandre Aiden, i think this just kind of goes to show you a little bit about where his perspective is and where it needs to improve and if he's ever going to reach you know, peak status, he's he is going to have to mature. And I don't think the way he went about, you know, un unfollowing on Instagram, that's such a, that's such a, that's a, that's a, that makes that's, me a weak, sad. that's a weak move. It's a weak yeah. move. It makes me sad because, like, I totally understand being mad at, and again, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, though, but I understand being mad at the organization, unfollowing the Suns, like, like, like anytime you get let go from an organization. No 
I'm gonna unfollow you immediately. Listen, I mean, why? This immediately. Why? This why? But I'll I keep mean, following only one of you. That way I create chaos amongst so the four of you. you know, only like one of you. I don't That's know. Like, come on. I don't I'm know. a newbie. You gotta We're gonna follow mix it me. up. We but I'm only gonna keep shit. following one of you so that you guys all feel some type of way about it. <laughs> it no, just, one of the four on the show. Because <laughs> then Gerald. it just creates drama. It, it, it just feels real elementary. <laughs> it feels real high school-ish. Like, yeah. you a pro, man. You yeah. got a max contract because you play with Devin Booker, probably. And you're going to go ahead and unfollow the dude. That doesn't make any sense to me. So Nate said, um, I unfollow old coworkers. But is the, like, coworkers who you would have... I don't know. I would assume... Yeah, but do you block them? No, he didn't He didn't block them, no, did he? No, maybe he didn't. But um, he, like, it's not but just, I, like, I coworkers. Like, with coworkers, I'm never probably going to see them again. Like, they're in the same sphere. They're going to yeah. see each other, like, three or four times a year. At least. And they play in the same league where it's they like they might play again together. Yeah. Like like he's twenty five. Yeah. Oh, like they could play again together down the road, or yeah, you just don't burn those bridges, man. It's don't just, burn bridges, people. Right. Jose in the chat said that's like throwing away a friendship bracelet. It is. It really is <laughs> it though. Is. It is. Okay, um, so we did get a super chat from Biscuits, mm -hmm. Biscuits. and the Bear, and, Bear. and they sent us uh, some of the quote of what, with, of what DA said during Media Day, and I have a longer quote, so I'll read the longer one. Midday, my agent called me. The GM for the Phoenix Suns took me upstairs. I got traded here, and that was it. I thanked him for the way he handled it and accommodating to my wishes. Here we are today. I don't so you could read that, that two all. separate ways. I feel like the context and maybe like how the question was asked and like what how DA answered could provide a little bit. Yeah. I think you could take that both ways. You could read between the lines and say that, sure, maybe he did request a trade. You could also be like accommodating to my wishes of James Jones being the one who told me up front. <laughs> I, don't or think, I don't know. No, I, I don't, I don't think you can spin accommodating my wishes <laughs> after I, trading. You could, but it could. It could also just be like he wanted to get traded to, like, if he knew that it was coming, he wanted to get traded to a team like Portland where he could get touches. Like, I don't, yeah, I you don't, know, I, I feel what you're saying. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, this doesn't confirm for me that DA requested a trade because that, I don't know. I need more than just that one little phrase. I'm just, I'm just tripping over. He, he called James Jones the GM, the GM for referring the Phoenix to him. Yeah. Well, probably because maybe he assumed that everyone in Portland doesn't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what he was just trying to make sure he everyone knew. He played in Portland, didn't he? All no. I'm just saying it could have been that. It could have been no. as simple as Paces. that. And making it clear as who was. I mean, D, listen, I think we all are, are comfortable saying, I mean, DA is not the best communicator. So no. sometimes he'll say things and, and you, you perceive it one way mm -hmm. and, and he didn't mean it that way. Right. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt there. I'd like to see the video myself and get a better read for it. But with that said, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there there are some things behind the scenes that makes me feel like uh, they could be on to something here. They yeah. could be on to something here. And if that's the case, I'm happy, man. DA, go go be dominating in Portland, bro. Have fun. Well, like, uh, how about this, folks? Hmm. How about just like the chat is requesting us, we just move on. All right. Just like he's moved on. <laughs> okay, but one last thing. <laughs> 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 Only... Because two people in the chat asked, uh, yes, as of right now, at least, Kevin Durant does follow DeAndre Ayton still. And as of 30 minutes ago, Devin Booker did still follow DeAndre Ayton. All facts. We'll put that out there. Okay, fine. We can pivot and talk about something else. But first, let me tell you about the BetMGM Sportsbook app. BetMGM quite literally wants to give you 
some free money. So take advantage of it. Why not? Sign up for BetMGM and use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. It is that simple. All you got to do is use that bonus code PHNX when you sign up for BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app. You can check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Also, if the conversation around DeAndre in which was a very topical conversation today for obvious reasons has bothered you, I highly recommend our friends at OGs. <laughs> well, OGs, well. T- uh, some of the best scratch made THC gummies you can get your hands Chelsea. on. Specifically, I recommend <laughs> the Happy Balance one because it kind of just levels you out to find that happy balance, which might be beneficial to some of us today. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But they also have really great flavors. They've got fruits. They've got creams. We're talking red apple, watermelon, peach, or blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle, and peaches and cream as well. So definitely check out our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. You can also find them on social media at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find a local dispensary near you. You do have to be 21 or older, and we do ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, let's talk about Yusuf Nurkic because he is on this Suns team, and it'll be exciting to see how he does actually fit in with this team. Um, But of course, Frank Vogel had some thoughts on how he intends to use him. Yeah, well, that's what you just uh, you just said the words, a defensive anchor and his ability to pass the basketball offensively with uh, the, the perimeter firepower that we have really made, makes him a, a, a great fit uh, for our system. He's one of the best defensive rebounders in the game. You know, so as we compete to guard, um, we're going to force a lot of misses and we got to we got a board. You know, we want to get out and be a running team. We need somebody that can dominate the defensive boards and he's a lead at that. Yeah, well, I just uh, the two things that stick out. What I just mentioned is that he's a dominant defensive rebounder, and that he's a, he's he's a, an exceptional passing big. You know, so to be able to throw the throw the ball to him and have our guys in movement, it just gives us a different dynamic um, than them just coming down playing pick and roll or post or ISO every time down. So uh, whether we're throwing to him in the post and, and splitting and cutting or throwing him to him at the top of the key. Um, you know, we really want to get those guys in space, get bodies off of our elite scorers on the perimeter. Yeah, so it goes back to what they've been saying. It's all about fit, and they really do feel that they got better going from DA to Nurkic because of, and he mentioned it there, the passing and the defensive rebounding. And I think, obviously, DA was pretty much a nightly double-double um, if you look at his averages. Yeah. Uh, but there were some games where it would skew more towards six or seven and then he would bounce back with like a 13 rebound game or something like that. Nurkic does check out as a slightly better defensive rebounder than DA and the passing thing is something that's going to open up a lot on offense because DA when he would catch the ball in the short roll or even at the top of the key it was usually two-handed overhead bullet passes 
Nurkic has a little bit more skill to where he can feed cutters um, and they can use him as a connector like they used to with Dario. Frank Kaminsky and Dario. Um, and I, I think that's something that'll open things up because Frank mentioned it, like we're not going to do just pick and roll or ISO or post-up plays every time down. Like we're going to be able to get our star players in motion and have multiple passers that can feed them on the offensive end. And that's huge when you don't have like a true point guard as well. A million percent agree. I think Nurkic's passing ability is some of the best in the league from a center. And again, like that gives you a lot of variety in terms of what you want to try and get accomplished. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a he's a suitable scorer on the offensive side. Like he can facilitate. He sets good screens. That's all you can ask for from your big man. Mm -hmm. And then on and then obviously the rebounding um, adds to it. So we'll see. I you know listen. I think one of the things that we can't ignore is the fact that the that Portland fans have also talked about he had inconsistent play as well. Um, but it, but even I listen, he didn't say it, but he said it today in his press conference. Like it's a little bit different playing for a team <laughs> yeah. that's just struggling to try to make the playoffs as opposed to playing with a team that has championship aspirations. Right. So it's just a little bit of a tweak there. Yep. And I think that's a significant tweak. Plus everybody that's surrounding him, like it matters. Like, cause mm -hmm. dudes, listen, as much as we would love to not have Yusuf Nurkic, you know, have a bad year, um, there's there's guys behind him that are going to be clamoring for minutes as well. Like this whole roster is going to be clamoring for minutes. Like you got to fight for everything you get on this team. So nothing's going to be given to anybody. Um, I think you got your core four, Nurk being one of those in terms of like who's going to be in that starting lineup. But, you know, it, by no means is it a guarantee that it'll last all season long if he doesn't perform, you know, the way we expect him to. Right. I mean, everything you guys said, uh, the rebounding, the passing, the basketball IQ, the way he connects the team. I think something that wasn't talked about enough today was the two and a half threes he takes. Mm. You know, that's something that D.A. didn't do. And I think, uh, you know, the bet we talked about the best version of, of KD, Book, and Bill is going to be when they can attack you with a clean paint, get to the rack, and 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 have Nurkic, uh, you know, spreading the floor, stretching the floor getting those guys out of the paint for them. So um, I, I I like it. I was very impressed with the way he handled himself, the way he answered the questions. I like what Frank and, and, and the rest of the crew had to say about Nurk. And uh, I, I think he's he's going to be the adult in the room, come in, do his job, and we'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got a super chat from Trevor again. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate you. He said Nurk will appreciate playing with KD and Book more. And Saul, to your point about playing on a contending team, like – it's it's not even about one or the other or not liking where you're at. It's just it is what it is. We've yeah. talked about it with Bradley Beal. You mm. know what I mean? Like everyone knows, like sometimes it's just a little bit easier to do the dirty work or the stuff that's not as fun when you know at the end of the day you're playing for something more meaningful. Well, Nurk Nurk played very well in the bubble. Mm -hmm. Like I think people he sometimes did. forget about that. And he was playing with Caesar McCallum and, and Damian Lillard. Um, and I forgot who else was, was Melo on that team? Mm, I can't remember if Melo was on that remember. team or not. But they 2020 had a, they, was like 17 years ago. I know, it feels, I have like, no idea. It feels like forever. But that was a good squad. <laughs> they competed. Um, I believe they got to the Western Conference Finals that year against the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. No, yeah. they, in the bubble? Yeah. In the bubble, they lost in the first round. No, first, no, I didn't think it was the first round. Yeah, the Blazers. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah, okay. because, well, because they, they, they stopped us from getting in. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Carousel versus Miss Jumper. It was the yeah, yeah. was it the year before the bubble? They went to the conference finals against the Lakers and got beat the hell down. Yeah, it must have been. It, it was one was of those. It, it was they that, had that made that, a conference finals, and, and but Yusuf I think they was lost playing the on that team. Yeah. Like so, they they did a very good job. Um, uh, you know, or, or he did a very good job on that team, and and he showed explosiveness, and he had a little bit more versatility to his game. Now he's been limited with that leg injury. Um, you know, when it happened, and it kind of stunned him. But you're hoping that he regains some of that form. He's not going to have the opportunities that he did on that team. But if you can get a smidge of what he showed then, you got something really, really, really good. And I think because of the limited amount of minutes that he's going to he's going to be forced to play, like I don't think he's going to be somebody that's going to play over 30 minutes a game. I think he has a very good opportunity to play at a high level and and do some solid stuff for the Suns this year. So I'm excited for Nurk. Um, I'm really optimistic about what he was saying today. I thought he had, a, of all the interviews, I thought he had the best one. Mm -hmm. um, outside of maybe Grayson Allen, ironically. Yeah, I did mm -hmm. really enjoy Nurk's interview. And here's a little snippet of what he had to say about what he believes he can bring to this team. I mean, as far as fit, I think it's a really good fit. Um, and obviously, the reason I'm here, they really believe that I'm great fit. And I really should mean that. Um, what I can do, you know, I'm not came here to replace no one. I'm a nerd playing the right way. I think it's really fun. And, and they understand that. They have a three scores, 30 points a game. It's just for the big, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, to have a ability to see how they're going to guard, you know, KD, Beal, or Book, or who they're going to double. It will be fun, man. I think it will be fun. And for me, um, to all those little things, to be, you know, great in defense and this team was struggling to pass rebound, you know, I'm a, one of the best in defensive rebound. So I think and I believe I'm a really good fit as far as that. And my game going to help everybody else. You know, I'm, a, you know, like Book said, I'm a point guard now. So <laughs> it will be it will be it will be fun for me to really enjoy and fresh start and, 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 and a super team, you know, I'm, didn't have a chance to be part of super teams before, so I will experience that in the best possible way. So, see, so listen, a lot of people were like, "But Nurk was clowning the Suns, Brooklyn 2.0, when they got <laughs> Beal." But did you hear what he just said? He never had a chance to be a part of a super team. He was just low key a little jealous. Yeah, but he was actually really wanting to join the super team that is the Phoenix. If they Suns. hating you, ain't doing see? it right. <laughs> see, you guys, it wasn't about any actual hate. It was just like, man. I, I just want to be on that side. <laughs> I want to be hanging out with them. And now he's here. A lot of people were saying he looks a little bit skinny. Um, I think he looks really good. He looked great. He looks fit. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like he knew something was coming and started working early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's no. what it looked like to me, man. You mean like before the draft? <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of time. So how do you guys feel about Nurk now just as a whole, having had now the ability to talk with him? learn a little bit more about how he's feeling about being in Phoenix. And uh, now that it's been almost an entire week since everything sort of went down. Uh, I mean, I tweeted that I'm a big Nurkic fan now. Mm -hmm. He's probably my number one favorite player of all time now. <laughs> so, so All it took was 12 minutes uh, at the podium. All it took was 12 minutes to change my I mind. I don't even think it took 12 minutes. He was nodding his head three I minutes was into like, it. Oh, yeah. He was literally like the it. first yeah. answer. Keep, keep talking. Let's go. Uh, no, he was, he was fantastic. And again, like, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, it, it's funny. We were, I was talking with uh, somebody else about this today about um, – down at the University of Arizona, they like to limit access to players, like for their basketball team specifically. 
And it's frustrating because as a community, you want to buy into these people as people because it makes you want to root for them more, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I thought today was a great example of us getting to learn a little bit more about these players, seeing their personality, and you buy into them more and you want to root for them. And that's how kind of how I felt about Yusuf Nurkic. I've never heard him really speak too many times. Uh, he's never really had that opportunity to do that in our forum. And now he does, and it's and it's fan fantastic. So I'm rooting for the guy. I'm big Nurk dude. Let's go. Yeah, I, I like what he said specifically about because we had heard from Sean Hyken and a couple of other Portland people in terms of concerns for Nurkic that sometimes he's not always engaged, like similar things that we had been saying about DA. But he was saying all the right things today about like being on a team like this, like I'm going to do the dirty work, like he mentioned his screen setting specifically, yeah. and that's a huge thing that he brings to the table. He was talking about, you know, freeing those three in the big three up. And, you know, Drew Eubanks kind of touched on it as well. How many things are going to be able to get out of that when other teams try to double one of those two? Um, so if you're a big man, you're excited about the prospect of playing on this team. And Nurkic definitely brings that along with the passing um, and hopefully some three-point shooting to the table as well. But I was, I was very encouraged by what I heard from him in terms of being willing to you know, play his role, be a star in his role. Right. I like what I saw. I like what I heard. Mm. He looked good. He spoke well. He seemed energetic about it. Mm. And I think it all goes back to what we talked about earlier, the situation. You're playing in Portland. You're playing in Phoenix. What happened there, Ann? Nothing. Keep going. Okay. This you're, one, I don't know. You're playing in Phoenix. You're playing in Portland. Two different dynamics. I know when I was younger and I had my job and I had my little Honda Accord, and I was driving to work, and that thing was beat down. When I got my brand-new Acura TL fully mm. loaded with the sunroof <laughs> and the leathers, uh -huh. I drove to work feeling a lot better, <laughs> and I performed better. So the situation, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, Portland and Phoenix are two different things. Man, I was, no pun intended, but that was a little flex there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> it wasn't. No, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I was riding a hoopty to work, and it was hard to it was hard to get locked in. Mm. Although I always did get locked in. Yeah, you know. And then when I started harder. when I started driving the big boy. Yeah, work felt better, man. Get out, you know, door slams differently. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's get to work. So that, that's what I think. Red Phoenix is the is the fully loaded whip and, you know, Portland is the hoopty. That's it. That's um, what I meant. <laughs> Eli in the chat mentioned one of my favorite things from the NERC interview. Said, quote of the year so far, quote, I'm a NERC. That's I feel saying. like we should probably make that a thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, we can we all... Can we all join in? Can like we all that. be nerds? I like Nurk it Because I'm not mad at it. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Yusuf Nurkic is now a part of our Phoenix Suns inner circle. And if you are also looking for additional inner circles to join, Circle K's inner circle is elite. The Circle K inner circle is their new free membership program. And within this program, you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and all you have to do to join Inner Circle is by downloading the Circle app today for free. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But this app also has so many other perks in it. Like, those are the two main ones, right? But last week, last Friday was like National Coffee Day. So in honor of that, if you had the Circle K Inner Circle app, you got free coffee, I think, all week. Mm -hmm. 
Like there's just so many different little perks for it. So definitely download the Circle K app today and uh, take advantage of that. Also, there's a lot of perks for having Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the place to be if you want to watch your favorite college football teams or the NFL or over 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, news, and so much more. You can stream live TV from any device. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Go to FuboTV.com slash PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Don't miss out on the action. You know what's so funny is I was thinking about this the other day, Lindsay. Uh, yes. Noah in the chat said, Lindsay, where's your beanie? It's October. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is wild. And you know what's so wild is <clears throat> I don't know why, but I feel like I have a mental block with the beanie now. Why? Because I feel like when you wear the beanie, I feel constricted. <laughs> I don't know why. I do. I feel like like I, I have to I have to like I don't know. I feel like I yeah, I tighten That's up. That's weird. Claustrophobic? Like when she wears what yeah, was that? I like I didn't I don't know. It feels like you just gotta let your hair be free. Well, listen. Like your tinsel fly. Yeah. The season is about to start, so I will be wearing beanies on a more regular basis. It's a random thought. I just It's really like I random. Share. I don't understand it at <laughs> all. I feel way more comfortable um, beanieless. Yeah, but I'll definitely I'm be glad wearing you can beanies. Get that off your chest. I've, I've, been that. I've been holding that in for a while, ironically yeah. enough. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other players, specifically the big three and some of the things that we have heard from them today. We'll start with Bradley Beal. Um, This one was one that was brought up a lot, even though we've talked about it all off season, but I understand why Uh, not having a traditional point guard on this team, but here's what Bradley Beal had to say about that. Uh, I mean, I'm very comfortable with it. I mean, it's, it's something that I think all of us, you know, Kev, me, Devin, I mean, we've all had some ball handling responsibilities in our career. I know I've probably had more point guard responsibilities over the last year and a half, two years, than any other time. So I think it's it's not just going to be one guy. We're all going to be leading by committee. Who's ever outlet the ball, who's ever closer gets the rebound. We're all free to push and get our initi- our offense initiated. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing. Like if we had a traditional point guard, like he's not going to be slowing our offense down. Like yo. Holding, like, no, get the ball to Kevin, get the ball to D-Book, and let's, let's get this thing going. So uh, I think we just have that understanding. It'll still be a work in progress. It won't be perfect, but, you know, I think we'll work at it and have a better grasp and understanding what coach wants us to do and how we want to we wanna kind of free flow our offense. They're really just not worried about it. No, they, it, it was kind of a common theme all day today in terms mm-hmm. of that question. Like, they feel that they've got enough playmaking, enough interchangeability to make up for it. Um, a couple of people mentioned Jordan Goodwin and Saban Lee kind of flying under the radar in terms of what they can do as ball handlers and playmakers. So they're really not concerned about the lack of a true point guard. Taking it to the street. That's yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Street yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. Positionless basketball. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. You got a front court and a back court. No more point guard, shooting guard. Stop labeling and putting people in boxes. They're basketball players. It's mm-hmm. amazing because, like, you, when, you, when you grow up with the game, like, you don't even think about, like, yep. Who's going to bring the ball up every single time? You just do it. Mm. And then now we're like transfixed on it. Like, oh, my God, we don't have a point guard. Everything's going to fall apart. Like, yeah. these guys aren't worried about it. If they're not worried about it, I'm not worried about it. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just. Uh, I'm going to trust Book and Beal exactly. more than I trust. Exactly. Right. I'm going to lean right. into their vibes right. and how they're putting 
uh, their thoughts around this point guard situation. Triple B said, I love uh, Bradley Beal's vibe. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Bradley Beal, the way that he answers questions and how much thought he puts behind yeah. each answer mm -hmm. is very underrated. It yeah. is. Um, and, you know, that's not like trying to throw shade on anybody who's been through um, the Suns organization in the past, but I just really appreciate the way that he no. does speak to the media and the way that he answers questions. Uh, and he's uh, super playful too. Yeah. I think he's going to be somebody we all really, really come to love. Uh, I've been on the Beal train since day one. <laughs> I said that he is going to surprise everybody in the league this year. Uh, like everybody knows that he's good, but I don't think people realize how much he's going to just fucking abuse people yeah. out there on the court. Whether it be on the perimeter, down low on the block, it don't matter. Bradley Beal's dropping a bucket all the time. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, I feel like I think he's going to push KD and Book for second leading scorer on the team. I agree. Because I, I can't be decide which that. one between I, KD and Book is going to score more because of Book's facilitating stuff. So I'm like, ooh, you know, normally I think I would have gone with Book, but uh, KD could be the number one score it doesn't really matter who is but yeah i think i think beal's gonna be right there beal's gonna get busy this year he really Tell is you. you know what lens i was thinking something when i was watching the interviews you you said I, no joke in my mind i thought this like the way he talks and he's just got a good presence about mm -hmm. himself i'm like damn like of all these people the, the dude that i would want to be my neighbor is brad beal like, mm. like that's a dude that I, you you probably come outside and he'll have a ten minute conversation with you and help you bring your trash in and stuff like you know what I'm yeah. saying. So <laughs> he just seems like a really down to earth dude. The way he answered the questions about school and yeah, he's a cool dude. He's got a good vibe about him. I think he's gonna be terrific this year. He's definitely the neighbor you would trust to be like, hey, can you check on my house while I'm on yeah. vacation? Hey He'd Brad, can you feed the dog for me, bro? Yeah. I'm gone. Can you go in there and here's a cold? Yeah. yeah. He's a smooth motherfucker. <laughs> he is. Brad's cool I'm as hell. Like, like everything, like everything I've seen of Bradley Beal, like, I'm like, damn. Even like when he's like, being a dad to his kids, I'm like, why do you make that shit look cooler than I do? No. <laughs> right? Bullshit. Right? Well, Dre, guys, guys well put together, man. Good. He, he he's He's good. Yeah. Brad's good. We got a super chat from Leo. Leo, thank you for your super chat. Said, was D. Lee at Media Day? And is there any update on him? So, no, he was not present at Media Day. Um, did James? No, Frank our, Vogel said something about yeah. it, right? Yeah, our update was kind of a non-update. It was just we know he's going to be out for a while. And other than that, we're not going to comment on it at yeah. this time. The Suns have been notoriously guarded about giving details on meniscus tears mm -hmm. or injuries in the past. Because um, usually, you know, they're especially once the surgery happens, you can either repair it or like replace it or whatever. And they never tell us which one they do. You can so, snip it. So, you can so, snip so there's it, a couple right? things. I've had a meniscus yeah. on both my knees. Yep. Um, and Is it snipping it bad though? No, no, no. It's, you're shaving it. You're, you're shaving, shaving it. off the yeah. meniscus. Like especially if it's just loose yeah. and it's not that much, then you can shave it off. You still have a recovery time, but it's usually like Yo, that's maybe quick. two to two four weeks, weeks something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But if you have to repair the meniscus, then it takes time for that cartilage yeah. to, to kind of, uh, you know, remend itself. That can take six to 12 weeks. Yeah. It just depends. Like there's a lot of variation. Um, and so it's not, I don't know if it's not like they just are not sure, but I can tell you this. I saw this several times for whatever reason before before we got to media today today about people talking about he's out for the season no it, it, that would be a meniscus tear unlike any other if they yeah. were out for the season i've never really heard of a guy missing an entire year because of just a meniscus now if there was other if another injury was happening in, in addition to that and they found that out in the surgery 
that changes everything. But yeah. just a meniscus, like I was back on the court in six weeks after my meniscus yeah. surgery. Not a big deal. Yeah. I'm not a high flyer. I'm not an NBA basketball player. Well, he's not but I either. still did a lot of physical yeah. activity in the military at the time. So it's not it's not that catastrophic. I, I would I've say. only, in my experience, playing with guys that had that injury, I've only seen one person tear a meniscus and miss a whole year. But he tore 90% of his meniscus, Jeez. right? So that, and that's very rare. How you do that and not tear and a not ligament tear an ACL or PCL, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But um, in that case, the guy missed the whole year because they had to repair it. And it took six to 12 months for mm -hmm. that type of damage. But if you just snip it, I, I, I play with guys that snipped it and play yeah. in a week. So, so here's a question, Gerald, and I did not know the answer to this. Maybe you do. Mm -hmm. Can you cut a player that is injured? Well, I mean, they have to cut two players. I don't know if they would go for, I don't think he'd be out long enough to go for like a disabled player exception or whatever, but, um, and I'd have to look into that to know the rules for sure on that, but um, they have to cut two players that are currently on contracts of some sort. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope for D Lee's sake that it's not something where they use that injury as yeah, kind of, that would be terrible timing for him. Um you know, that would really suck for him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, they're giving guys an opportunity to play things out in training camp. They have two cuts they still need to make. Um, we heard the report from last week that it's probably going to be Keon Johnson and Ish Wainwright, but we'll see. They're letting them figure it out in training camp. So The funny thing is, is that everybody in the chat really noticed that of all the guys mentioned today that were new, Keon Johnson wasn't brought up very much. And so they're looking into that as, oh, that means he's next. It was specifically just missed by Ishbia. James Jones did mention his name when talking about the trade. But, you know, I get it. Also, just real quick, I'm going to put this out there. Everyone in the chat, if you are being sassy, we will put you on a timeout. Okay? We have crossed a few lines in the last few chats. So we're going to put some of you on a timeout. Be better when you come back. Okay? Be better. Don't be a dick. All right, let's talk about <laughs> Devin Booker. If there's one thing we know for certain, when it comes to Devin Booker, he knows exactly how to handle all types of questions from the media. Emma? What's it feel like, man, that you've, you've kind of arrived now, right? Like, you haven't won the championship, right? Yeah, we know, but you're not an up-and-comer anymore. You're not somebody who's next anymore. It's your time now. What does that feel like to be at that stage of your career? I felt like I've been there, honestly, since 96. <laughs> That's when I arrived. Yeah. I appreciate I Book it. getting so literal, just like, I don't know how to answer this question. I, I feel it. like his some of his best one-liners are ones where he doesn't even try and he just says whatever's on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, was savage. That's a vibe, though. <laughs> yeah. that that's was a vibe. Savage. Put that shit on a shirt. Yeah. Do it, Saul. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I can do it, please. There you go. That'd yeah. be a number one seller, bro. So we definitely, Devin has not missed a beat, even though this is the first time he's spoken basically since the end of last season. He's still in mid-season form. He also talked about his relationship with Kevin Durant and how that has kind of grown since Katie joined the Suns. Um, I mean, I'm just... You know, excited to see our relationship continue to grow. You know, as everybody knows in here, I was a fan first. Um, and, you know, I've always looked up to KD and, you know, to be here firsthand now and get to spend time and, and grow that relationship is, 
you know, it's a, it's a full circle moment in life. And, you know, we have a great deal of respect for each other. Um, and we, we, we continue to push each other. Um, I know he's always in the gym. He doesn't take a rep off. He doesn't take a day off. So those are the type of people I like to be surrounded with. And, you know, we have the same interests. So, you know, off the court is always a good time. So those two continue to just find their groove, build chemistry, bond on and off the court, which is not surprising. I mean, Katie's been a fan of Book's game for a long time. We've talked over the last couple of weeks how much uh, Book has loved Katie since he was a kid. So it's not surprising that these two have uh, become besties. He's loved them since 96. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I feel like that's, we've talked about this, one of the more underrated stories coming into the season is the fact that Kevin Durant gets a full training camp under his belt. He and Book have had all off season to bond on and off the court. Um, those things are huge. They, they shouldn't be something that we forget about when we're talking about all these new guys, because Kevin Durant's technically a new guy. <laughs> He's been yeah. here for like 20 games right. tops. Um, so that's going to be something that's huge for this group. Uh, even though there's like 13 new faces. Yeah. You, you know, what's funny. I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys the other day or whatever. I talked to so many people. I forget who the hell I talk to sometimes, but <laughs> Um, when, when Dame, like Dame and Lillard just got traded, when you get traded, you got new ownership, you got new coaches, you got a whole new basketball team. Mm-hmm. It feels like Devin got traded this summer. I mean, basically. <laughs> just ain't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> like he got new ownership, new coaches and a whole brand new damn team, mm-hmm. but he didn't go anywhere. And I can't think of the last like star basketball player of Devin's stature that has dealt with something like that. And typically if that does happen, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the team sold, all the coaches got fired and you got 11 scrubs to play with you. And now it's like, no, this might be the best team he ever plays with. So this is a unique thing, man. I, I love it. I, I love the chemistry between him and KD. I think it's going to be great. To be fair, if there's one player who can handle a bunch of turnover constantly, <laughs> it's Devin Booker. Right. Because he's quite literally had to deal with that since day one. Yeah. Monty was basically the only like semi-long-term stability that he's had, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. From a coach perspective, yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, Devin... If there's at least there's like one thing <laughs> he can handle that. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I have uh, opposition in the chat right now. Okay. Can I address that? Well, sure. Uh-oh. So uh, Priscilla is saying book needs to trim the beard. I disagree. Priscilla. I listen, no. I, I, this Sorry. is what I'll say. Okay. I, I'm not starstruck very often and I'm not, I wasn't like starstruck. I've seen book Devin Booker a million times. Like, but there was like he came around the corner and I shit you not, like I swear I heard like a fucking aura or some <laughs> shit. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he had the beard. It was like Jesus just showed up. Like basketball like, Jesus. Yeah, basketball Jesus. They did just say that. They did call like, him that. He was like, he had the beard and everything. And I was just like, that's our that's our guy. Like, like that's him. And he was the like, Messiah. he was coming. To tell us how how the future is gonna go, <laughs> and he was gonna turn some wine into water, oh or water into wire, however that goes. And, and we were out, man. Yeah, you said you fixed it. It was you dope. Said, you it said wine into water. Like, no, water. Listen, wine. I love the beard. I love the beard. Don't change the beard, Devin. Like you're good. 
You know why you like his beard? Because I got a fucking beard. You got to be disrespectful. Yours looks just like his, kind of, man. That's why, man. You got the book beard, brother. You got the book beard going. Yeah, I'm not mad about the beard at all. I think it's just an evolution of him growing up. It just shows how he's growing up. I like the beard. I like it. Listen, since we already went off on a little bit of look kind of thing can we all just real quick acknowledge jimmy butler oh and how God. absolutely amazing james brown yes. it has been over the last two media days with his hair i'm all for it uh it looks like the character from inside out sadness <laughs> yes it's called. i thought james brown bro i, I was like Living in America, as soon as I seen it. The man is Living rocking. In America. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude. I feel good. I, feel good. I oh. love it. I mean, the, also, the man is rocking an emo hairdo, playing in the NBA, <laughs> and dating Irene. Shakira. He's all of my middle school wait, dreams. Wait, wait, Jimmy Butler's dating Shakira? He was is he? for a while. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Oh, oh, Jimmy's a dog, dude. Okay. okay. He lost the finals, go? but really, he okay. won the finals. He if Shakira tells <laughs> you to do that to your hair, did he pierce his eyebrow yes. or is this a yes. pretend piercing? Did he pierce his lip? It looks like it in today's video. Yes. Do y'all understand how? I, I saw the funniest tweet and it, it it was a picture of him and he's like sweeping his bangs yes and it said ball out boy instead of fallout boy <laughs> i was laughing my ass of off emo band puns that people yes. have made with this elite today oh, yeah. was on the internet that i'm actually proud of when it comes to that do, do y'all know jimmy is a different cat totally like you gotta be i've talked to people that have dealt with jimmy mm. And like you go to his house and he's playing country music. Oh yeah, I believe like that. Jimmy is a different cat. He's a different you know? cat for real. For yeah, real. Also, he's a different cat. We also can't ignore the big elephant in the room too. What's mm. that? Okay, Devin Booker showed up to media day and he was not wearing the book ones. No, well, he was wearing his Converse, mm -hmm. and somebody else was also conveniently wearing the same Converse today. Lindsay, listen. All I'm saying mm -hmm. is that I'm older than Devin. Mm -hmm. So somebody stole somebody's look. But that's, I'm the older that's one. That's yours? Mm -hmm. That's saying. yours. I've been wearing beanies, Converse. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. Oh, but I do like no. books looks because I feel like I wear some similar stuff. So I'm not mad at it. That's okay. for sure. All right. Back on track here. Uh, Kevin Durant also talked about Devin's new shoes, which were brought up quite a few times today. And he had some really nice things to say about it. Just happy for Book. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. Nike's the, you can say, rival with Apple is the biggest co company in the world. You know, so to have be a signature athlete at one of the biggest companies in the world means a lot. So I'm happy for Book. It's always been a lifelong dream of every every player that had their own shoe. Um, so I'm um, happy for him. And you know, it's just the start of some a brand that's just going to continue to blossom from here. He's so creative. Uh, so innovative that, you know, it's just only to start for him. So I'm looking forward to the next iteration of books as well. Yeah. So even more excitement around uh, Devin's shoes. I think, who was it? Was it Bradley Beal Bradley who was saying Beale. that he needed every single colorway yep. immediately? <laughs> like, yep. hand delivered. Which can relate. Yeah, I would feel the same way if I was Devin Booker's teammate. I'd be like, listen, you got to hook it up. Um, but yeah, so what we heard last that book shoes are coming out in December, December. right? Mm -hmm. So the perfect Christmas gift, Yep. but you can't start, um, you can never start shopping 
too early I, when it comes to Christmas. I wonder if I know you're about to get to an ad read, but real quick, I, <laughs> <laughs> just ruin my transition. Why don't you? I wonder, <laughs> like, like for the for the for the for the Devin Booker. Um, Air Force Ones. Uh, there wasn't like a huge line at stores to get them. Like I walked into a Foot Locker and just bought them. Like there wasn't a line or anything. No, I like think that. it's it was, different now. This though. is going to be different. Do you think that it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to wait in line, or you're going to have to, you know, get that drop as soon as it hits the yeah the internet? Like, I do. Is, do Online, because I think yeah for sure. Because, because I think to your point, um, I think. His status now is so much more elevated yeah. than when he dropped those okay. Air Force Ones. Okay. Didn't, well, because his Converse sold out like sold that. Sold out in 30, yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. His his uh Canvas con Converse sold out in 30 Which, minutes online. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not, I don't dislike Book's new shoes, but I loved those Converse. They oh, were those super clean. basic, but I loved them. Clean. Okay. Loved them. I'm going to get them. I, I would have tried to buy the Converse. I'm going to get them. I'm not, I... Again, on in the pictures I've seen online, I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm sure I'm going to change my mind and I'll, I'll love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, back to that Christmas transition I was telling you guys all about. <laughs> uh, you can never start shopping too early for Christmas. It'll be here before you know it. You don't say. And our friends at Shady Rays, like that would be a fantastic Christmas present. And right now, if you use the coupon code PHNX, you can get a present for yourself and a present for someone else because exclusively for all of you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So you go to ShadyRays.com, you use code PHNX, and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Another great Christmas present that you can give somebody this year, a PHNX diehard membership, of course, because there's a lot of perks that come with that. First and foremost, you get to choose a, a merch item of your choice upon signing up. You get access to our weekly newsletters that come out for each beat. Right into your inbox, you get access to the diehard-only Discord, which is awesome. And, of course, you get first dibs on all of the events and uh, takeovers and things that we've got going on throughout the season, which we will be announcing those this week. So that'll be really fun. Thank you, Caesar. What? What's happening? Bruh, it's October 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are we talking about Christmas already? Because, quite literally, it sneaks up on you. Everyone yeah. knows that. You're going to tell me every year you're prepared by the 25th or the 24th, whenever you celebrate. Oh, no, I do my exactly. shopping like everybody else. Exactly. The week of. Exactly. <laughs> the week of. Oh, I do it. Unprepared. I do it Black Friday. I'm helping you right now. <laughs> Black you're Friday welcome, everybody. <laughs> I don't shop anymore at all. No? I just send people. I just sell people. <laughs> That's lazy, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it oh, man. I'm keeping it on. Man, I'm the youngest of 14, dog. As your kids, though, yo, no. your kids appreciate that. Oh, yeah, the kids, sure. they just the give me a number. They're like, yo, what, what you looking for this song? Okay, boom. But, man, you got it. Go, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. So they don't wake up to anything? Nah, they don't wake up to nothing, bro. Yo, I'm I get out the, the way early. And, oh, I'm still a little kid when it comes to that I'm shit. I'm the youngest of 14, bro. At one point, I used to do that, and I got like 40 nieces and nephews, dog. And, and it literally, like, six months had to plan ahead. And I'm like, damn all that. And I got a rule. If you're like above my waist, no give. I think that's fair. No gift. I you, think that's fair. If you if you are like that much above my waist, no gift. So mm -hmm. so okay. So we have the rules now, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't buy anything outside of my immediate family. 
Yeah. What do you I don't give a shit about nieces and nephews though. and oh, shit. Oh, nieces and nephews don't no. count as immediate like, family? Aunts, uncles, okay. cousins, sisters. No. Okay. Fuck out of here. It's just my kids <laughs> and my wife. That's all that matters. Okay. Do you yeah. get the dog something? I think something? you should buy me a Christmas present. Oh, the dog got to get taken out. That's your homie, man. The dog's probably the only one I do actually get a gift from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? Take that out, M. <laughs> Matt, yeah, I actually <laughs> snitched on myself here. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe we got to get that out. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right, guys. Let's round out today's show talking about Grace and Allen because... Yes, sir. I know a lot of people have come around to the idea of him being on this Phoenix Suns team. A lot of people still feel some type of way from it. But he was asked um, today at Media Day about his reputation. And I will say, I did appreciate how he answered the question. Yeah. Um, I can't really say it's not fair uh, because I have owned up to the stuff. and mo I think most of it comes from Duke. Um, I will say, like, I did, I've done this interview and this question a hundred times, and I always say, like, I did a ton of self-reflection back when I was at Duke, and it, 99% of it was just immaturity, and me being a kid in a man's sport, in a man's position, and just wasn't ready to handle it, uh, I think in the NBA, I've conducted myself well. I know there was an incident last year. You can believe me, you might not. It was an accident. So I think once people watch me, and I've, I've been to four different teams now, and every spot I've been, I feel like the fans kind of slowly change their mind and opinion. So I'll just leave that up to people. Like, I don't go out there and play to try to change minds or change opinions. But that seems to be what happens when I go new places. Um, so we'll see, but when, when people call me a competitor and someone who plays hard, I do live up to that, and I go out every night and compete, and uh, that's, that's what's kept me in this game for so long. So I appreciate this, right? Mm -hmm. He was very upfront about the fact that, listen, like it's not, out, it's not unwarranted that you feel some type of way about it. Like I created a reputation for myself. I've addressed it multiple times. And essentially, I think he's asking for the benefit of the doubt here that, you know, he understands that his actions in the past were childish. They were not something that he should have been doing. And he's not trying to play like that anymore. And I appreciate the accountability in the way that he just flat out was like, yeah, I was a little immature. Yeah, you, you could tell he was sick of getting that question. Yeah. I will say but, in terms of him saying the 99% was just immaturity and a lot of it was back at Duke, mm. Alex Caruso wasn't that long yeah. ago. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That threw me off that. too. But, but I, he did address I, that I do, too. Yes, and I do appreciate the accountability and, and just giving an honest answer about it. Um, I know that's not going to win everybody over, but I just think that transparency was big for him and establishing himself here. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. Um, also, to the new people that have maybe never seen Grayson Allen, he's always had that white stripe on his head. He's had that since at Duke. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a Bucks thing or the stress of going through life. They had that for a <laughs> while. Um, I, thought, I thought he answered everything really, really well. Um, he gave an answer about Dwayne Wade. Um, cause mm -hmm. uh, the question mm -hmm. was, who was a player that you, you really idolized growing up? Um, and he said it was Dwayne Wade because, uh, Miami would play Orlando in the preseason up in Jacksonville. And that's where he's from. And he went to go w watch a game one time and he just fell in love with Dwayne Wade. So in the early part of his Duke career, um, you can see his style 
in the way that he plays yeah. coming from Dwayne Wade, which I thought was a phenomenal answer. And it's just like, it's just like every other player. You, there's somebody that you want to gravitate towards that you want to be like, and you take their game and you go and it, and it was phenomenal. So I was really impressed by Grayson Allen today. I thought he did a very, very good job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and listen, I, I think he's going to do a really, he's going to, he's going to provide some much needed uh, uh, toughness um, and outside shooting from, from this, for this team. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Also, yeah. I don't think and yes, he's... I still hate Duke, Noah. I still hate Duke. <laughs> I'm going to Cameron Indoor. That there were some rumors around, you know, are the Phoenix Suns done? Could there be a secondary move? Like, if so, a lot of people were like, can we include Grayson Allen? Um, I don't think Grayson Allen's going anywhere, regardless no, of if there no, were moves no. being made or no. not. Because James Jones specifically said, like, he was a target for yep. them. Yes. Like, they targeted him yeah. because they wanted him to be a part of this team. Yeah, the day to trade... I spoke to someone that said they traded for Grayson to keep him. So yeah. they got excited yes. when they found out Grayson could was be the part mystery of the deal. Yep. And they were like, done. That's yeah. what sold him. Mm-hmm. No, I did. He was the mystery guy. They mm-hmm. couldn't believe yeah. that they actually got him in this deal. I love what he said. And I thought what, what he said, what Sal was just saying about D Wade, that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see the transformation when he was younger. He played a different way. Mm-hmm. And I also liked how he talked about different coaches and different styles and, and how that all worked out. Um, but I think the most important thing he did was for you. Me? Yeah. He was trying to get into the sweet baby angel thing. Oh, <laughs> I swear. You're right. He tried. Now, I, I, he think, tried. I think he, somebody told him about this and he went up there and I think he's getting closer <laughs> than you think. It was a good effort. Yeah. As of right now, it's a hard no still. I'm, I'm going to bring this back up later on in the well, year. Yeah, we can see based on uh, future actions and words. That's okay. fine. But as of right now, it's a, okay. he's, you're at the bottom of the barrel. When it comes right. to the the pecking order of <laughs> okay. this team and who's in line for Sweet Baby Angel, I don't think I have a even. I don't have a more clear idea yet. Brad Beal, oh, Brad Beal. No, I already know who it's going to be for her. Yuda. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yuda. You gonna a be million Yuda? percent. Okay. It's going to be Yuda. I could see that. I, I already know you're going to just be like, "That's my Sweet Baby Angel game." Yeah. One. Yuda's a top candidate. I yeah. could see that. That's interesting. I don't know. Let's all find out. I can out. see it. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> On the edge of my seat. <laughs> Tell me, Liz. Okay, we have a couple super chats to get to, and then we'll get out of here because I'm losing my mind, apparently. Uh, Espo's Burner, thank you for yours, said, Gerald the type to slap bags of dog food at Walmart. <laughs> so we read this when the clip was playing, means. and you guys were like, what does this even mean? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where, and Emma agrees, it's just one of those weird, like, sensory things. Like, it just, I don't know. It's like, so Gerald, you know when you pick up like a screwdriver and you do the thing where you you make it like go twice and it's just, it's just like a thing you do. It's the same. Oh, like the, the power this tool. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's just a thing you do. It's the same thing with like when you see like a bag it's of like dog tongs. food. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue, you got to make sure they work. Right? Yeah, you got to make sure they work. <laughs> Clearly, they work. Yeah, so when you That's go, like, when you're okay. passing a big bag, yeah. slap it. You, just, you know what? I, I, I like, actually like, do Are you winding yeah. slap no, it no, or no. you just tapping no. it on the way out? Even, even it's if it's tap. just like a little, like, yeah. on the top. Just because it's, I don't know, it's just a thing. No, I've done that. Yeah. I didn't know what y'all were talking about earlier, but I, I go to, the, when I'm in the aisle and I see the bag, I smack the hell out of it. Really? Yeah, I do. It's just, I don't know why. I do that with a doorway. I like. I mean, similar. Similar vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. 
<laughs> also, um, we were telling you guys this one and you guys thought we were crazy, but like, you know, the plastic around the toilet paper. And if you maybe it's different if you have longer nails, but you just take your nail and go straight down and this perfect crease. It's like such a weird. <laughs> Do you ruin like, the toilet paper? Sensory issue. I gotta put. Does it ruin the actual? No, no, no. Different it's place, just the plastic. It's such a good sensory thing, though. Like, I agree. It's like okay. It's like this wrapping paper when you cut the wrapping paper i cut oh, the time and it just goes perfectly oh i do that i like it's that the same i like vibe that where I like you're just like oh. i nailed that i'm gonna try it's that the same right vibe. after I, I gotta go to supermarket Listen, and pick i know it's I'm weird i know it's weird no words <laughs> oh my gosh you've never done that with wrapping paper though i've done it you understand that right no, because I can't cut that bitch in a straight well, line. Well, Gerald, <laughs> we need to work on you, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald said he slices it like uh, like yep, the golf, like the golf. A, yep. Everybody in the chat's Fate. like, wait, what? Okay. Lindsay, what is wrong with you? Listen, <laughs> same, I, I, I get it. I get never, it. Um, moving on to our final. <laughs> <laughs> never chat. have I ever. Oh, wait, we have two more? Yeah, two, two more. Okay, we'll start with human being because it's a fun one since we're already there. And mm. Corey's is a little more legitimate. Uh, human being said, shout out to Gerald. Met him while crossfaded at a wedding at Culinary Dropout. I swear it was water on my hands. Go Suns. Yes, it was nice meeting you. I was going to the bathroom, that long ass walkway that they have that leads to the bathroom. And he like ran into me and was being so nice and saying how he like watches the show and stuff. So it was nice meeting you too. Yeah. All right. Now um, a super chat from Corey. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate you. Said, you guys think no PG decision was because they couldn't find one like that they liked or could afford and their hands were forced or strategically saying we don't need one i think they didn't force it mm -hmm. i don't think they forced it they took the best players that they could get um and a point guard just didn't happen to be amongst that group they still were looking for a point guard mm -hmm. uh, to see if they can make some things happen that's why tj mcconnell came up in the conversation um but they just they weren't going to force it because they didn't feel like it was an absolute need for them so that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of yeah. how I view it. I, I feel like you don't make the campaign trade if you're worried about yeah. how much yeah. playmaking or needing a point guard. Mm -hmm. I feel like bringing in Nurkic, oddly enough, kind of plays into that. They want to get their guys in more motion mm -hmm. um, and not run the same type of pick and roll sets every time down the floor. So I think everything that they've done reinforces kind of the idea that we don't feel we need a traditional true point guard like Chris Paul. They even... I think Vogel even mentioned, like, we want to play faster this year. That, yeah. Ish was talking about how he's been getting outlet passes because the whole thing is just get the rebound and go. We're trying to push. So right. um, I think they're getting everybody involved on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think they uh, they need to force. And I think it's something they think they can address later, Yeah, like in December, January, trade deadline, if need be. But why not just go in there and let the guys hoop up? Mm -hmm. All right, guys. I think we should leave before I say anything else that's even more embarrassing than I already said on this show. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. Uh, training camp will have officially tipped off at that point. So hopefully we will be able to have some more for you from training camp and uh, exactly how the Suns are preparing to start the season. So until tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. Who wants to take us home? You got I'm it? I'm going to see. Okay. <laughs> 
People, this was not a damn funeral. This was good today. Ahoy hoy. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B.